Hello and welcome to Time for Cakes Now with me Bex and me Ethan and this is episode 19. It's been a very long time. It has <laughs> uh, but we're back for our regular Cakes and Ale episodes and we're joined by a special guest today Ian Rennie. Hello Ian. Hello there. Ian, why are you here? <laughs> That's a question I'm asked more often than you think. Um, I'm here today to talk a little bit about um, National Novel Writing Month, or NaNoWriMo, as it tends to be referred to by people who do it. So you're one of the municipal liaisons for mm. the Cambridge region of NaNoWriMo, mm. which is a strange grouping of words, all of which we should explain the meaning of at some point this okay. evening. Um, so... For people who have never heard of any of this before, what is NaNoWriMo? Um, basically, in its simplest form, um, NaNoWriMo is a yearly challenge that takes place in November of each year to attempt to write a 50,000 word novel within a month, which sounds silly, sounds impossible, and thousands of people across the world do it every single year. Um, it's essentially a way of trying to channel your creativity into a single month of concerted effort to get something out at the end of it. It's something that's done by uh, people from all sorts of walks of life and from all sorts of different approaches to writing. So there are people who are quite professional doing it, people who are very, very amateur, people who are trying it for the first time. Um, essentially, as long as you're willing to make the attempt to try and sit down every day and write, it's something that everyone's willing to take part in and your prize for doing it is a novel <laughs> <laughs> and when did you start doing NaNoWriMo um I started um back in 2004 um I was living in the United States at that point and basically literally heard about it about three or four days before it took place and jumped in very very cold and just had to start trying to build the discipline of writing every day and from that, somehow managed to win that first year and essentially was bitten by the bug at that point and have been back to do it not every year since then, but almost every year. I think I'd taken years off in I think, 2007 and 2010 because real life got in the way in both cases. But it's constantly something that has become a fixture of my year as it's going along, basically, that I'll be thinking about throughout the year what would be a good idea to write about for that year. And what was it that made you come across NaNoWriMo for the first time? Um, if I'm remembering, I think it was just... Um, I'd always been kind of someone who was, to some degree, interested in writing, but i am also always been a very, very scruffy person intellectually as well as physically and sometimes it takes a lot to make me commit to that kind of thing and the thing that very much worked for me about NaNoWriMo when I first heard of it was that it was an outside structure to put on my creativity so I would say it's not you can start writing and you can write whatever you want for this set period for however long you want it was that it's you have 30 days to write a novel, get cracking, basically. <laughs> and for someone like me, being told that and being told I have to do it is actually very, very encouraging. So I first heard about NaNoWriMo in 2005, so it was only just a year after, after you. 
and I remember I was in a writing group at the time and I heard about it from someone in the group and up until that point I I, I was very much a victim of sort of first five chapter syndrome which is where you write the first few chapters of a book and then you rewrite them and you rewrite them and you rewrite them and a year goes by and you've still only got five chapters of a book and if you actually carried on with it you'd probably find you scrap those five chapters anyway because other more interesting things happen that you want to do instead and the thing that I found remarkable about doing it the first time is that you have no time to go back and rewrite your first five chapters you have to write chapter six otherwise you are doomed absolutely it removes from you the pressure of having to be good it basically means that you can't go back and change things you have to push forward and it's actually quite valuable and quite liberating to know i'm going to end up at the end of this with something it's only going to be a first draft of something but i can't overthink it while i'm doing it and sometimes being freed from that just an expression i've heard a lot which is that perfect is the enemy of good and there's no time in National Novel Writing Month to be perfect. There's only time to keep going because if you've written 2,000 words that day, that's fantastic. Write another 2,000 tomorrow. Write another 2,000 the day after that. And it gets you into the discipline of removing the inhibitions on your creativity because you're looking at that point for volume rather than quality. And you can still get quality out of it, but it's that you pushing for actually getting the words out which the more you do it the more it flows through you creatively the more you're freed up to actually keep writing rather than worry about what you've written how many words are you writing a day on average to to keep track with the 50,000 words over the month um it tends to be if you're just writing 50,000 that's uh, something like 1600 and a bit mm-hmm. I think it's like 1666 and two thirds but <laughs> if you end in the middle of a word that's probably no good for anyone um, <laughs> on average I kind of take it as my I feel like I've achieved if I've written 2000 words a day I tend to write on the longer side and I kind of usually have the goal rather than write 50,000 words in a month I have the goal of write the novel and so I will typically be shooting for more than that because um, while it's called National Novel Writing Month and while the goal is 50,000 words, very few novels are that short. I think something like The Great Gatsby is that short, but anything that you'd actually consider a novel you're buying in the store is probably more like eighty or 90,000 words at that point. So if you're shooting to do that in a month, you're looking at more like 3,000 words a day, roughly. And some people go a bit nuts don't they and write vast maps you, you get Absolutely. word wars occurring between people in different cities but who can write the most yeah, last year we had someone who was taking part who managed to write 50,000 words on their first day <laughs> which <laughs> is a ridiculous thing to do but um, they kept writing after that I think the thing I ended up writing in the end was more like about 250,000 or 300,000 but I think they were just trying to push that first 50,000 out so they'd feel like they'd won and they could relax. <laughs> you relax on November the 2nd because you've already <laughs> won. I normally relax at about 10 minutes to midnight on November the 30th when I'd finally managed to win. Yes, I had a 
friend who does it who typically his style is to write a little bit throughout the first about 25 days and then go into panicked hyperdrive for the last five. I think his record was 15,000 words on the last day. <laughs> and he did manage to win. He got to his 50,000, but I don't think he recalls a single word of what he'd written in that time. <laughs> so how does... How does NaNoWriMo actually start? So it's set in November, mm-hmm. but if you're thinking of taking part, how do you go about sort of being part of the official NaNoWriMo drive through November? Okay, well, there is a website, um, NaNoWriMo.org, which is basically run by the official National Novel Writing Month group, which has been going since about 1999 as smaller groups throughout the world and you're considered to be officially taking part if you um, registered with their website set a name for your novel and basically at that point you can select which region you want to be part of and things like that you can then record your word count on their website if you're using something like Um, Microsoft Word, you can get the word count from that and add it, or more recently something they've started doing is if you copy and paste the text of whatever you've written in there it will work out the word count for you so it can be the official arbiter of saying congratulations you've won or not. This does run into trouble sometimes because an awful lot of people handwrite Um, basically uh, we encourage people to take part in whatever way is most comfortable to them and there are some people with much better penmanship than me who decide that they want to write an entire novel by hand in that month. For those people, we tend to ask them to work out roughly how many words they write on a single page of whatever they're writing in and just do the word count that way. And if they want to verify online, there are word generators that will let you just create a random list of words and copy and paste it into the NaNoWriMo site. That's not me telling anyone to cheat, I should point out. (laughs) And if anyone is saying that they handwrote 50,000 words on the first day, then good luck to them. (laughs) But there's a huge social side of NaNoWriMo as well. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I I know particularly here in Cambridge, there's a big social side of it, but all over the world. So Mm -hmm. what is a municipal liaison? What is it that you do? Um... Basically, um, we're the people who try and keep everything running smoothly for people taking part because November can be a very lonely month if it's just you sitting down and trying to write 50,000 words. And so each region that takes part in National Novel Writing Month tries to put on events to act as encouragement to let people who haven't taken part before know how things work, to try and bring people along. And one of the main ways we do that is through events called write-ins, which are basically a group of people will get together in a cafe, in a library, in somewhere like that, hopefully with Wi-Fi and power plugs and things (laughs) like that, and just sit down and write communally at that point. And we'll do things like things that are called word wars, where it will basically be that we'll say, okay, in the next 20 minutes, try and write as much as you can and let people know how much you've written at the end and um, 
just trying to encourage people to write together. Something else we try and do with that before November takes place is to try and run planning sessions. So in October, we're running various sessions for people to come along and try and put their um, plots together while they're writing. Some people don't want to do that. Some people want to fly by the seats of their pants for the whole month, which is admirable and something I would be terrified to do. <laughs> I'm one of nature's plotters. I want to come to the novel knowing what each chapter is going to be before I start on it. Um, so throughout October, I'll be sitting in cafes working out who all my characters are, where they're going to go, what all they're going to do, where it's all going to end up. Um, and so we try and encourage use that month as a way of drumming up support for people, finding um, ways for people to participate, helping people out if they want to take part but don't know what to, they want to write, that kind of thing. And then when it gets to November, we typically run um, roughly two write-ins a month. I think was like two write-ins a week, my mistake there. <laughs> um, we may be doing more than that this year and trying to basically give as much encouragement as we can online and in person for people taking part. So the municipal liaisons part of that is that we uh, book places for people to come along and write at, we organise social events throughout the month, we organise a kickoff party and a thank god it's over party once it's all <laughs> finished, and also just try and act as a encouraging presence for people taking part and um, making sure that if you're coming along to this for the first time and you've never done this before, there's someone there who's going to greet you, who's going to let you know what's going on, who is going to make sure you're set up for the month. The other thing that we as a region, Cambridge, has always been very, very active in terms of trying to have a social support for the people who are doing it. One of the ways we do that is that if you come along to either the kickoff party or a write in within the first week, you get what's called a goodie bag, which is basically an envelope with uh, various things to help out, a progress chart so you can tick off when you hit certain word things, um, and lots of little prizes, sweets, that kind of thing. I won't reveal exactly what's in there, because if you want to know, you'll have to come to the kickoff party. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget the plot bunny. Oh yes. Do you make plot bunnies? Yep, we have plot bunnies, which are basically little fuzzy animals that will sit on your desk while you're writing who you can call on for inspiration as you're keeping going. It's it's essentially the writing version of rubber, rubber duck debugging. So you're telling your story <laughs> to the bunny so that you get it out on paper. So you know, it's called National Novel Writing Month. Do you have to write you know, you know, a novel, sort of one continuous long-form story, or do people do different things but, but still produce the 50,000 words? Um, people tend to write whatever they're comfortable with writing. There's definitely a movement of what's called NaNoWriMo rebels, which are people who ha aren't going to sit down and write a novel in that time, but do want the concentrated creativity. So they might be sitting down to do a memoir, they might be doing linked short stories, things like that. Um, I actually, a few years ago, did that. I did I think nine short stories that formed a novel but also worked as independent short stories within that. And I think as long as you're being creative, as long as you're setting out with that 50,000 in mind, um, you're encouraged to write whatever works best for you. It's probably not the time I'd suggest someone to, to be working on like their master's degree thesis or something like that, <laughs> because that's more pressure even than we want to bring to bear. 
but as, if you're wanting to be creative and you're wanting to focus we want to provide the venue for people to be able to do that you talked a little bit about how in october you're starting to think about how you plan your story maybe mm. now what happens if you start it's you know it's november 1st november 2nd everything's going well and then you have a complete blank on things so how does you know being part of the NaNoWriMo community actually help and that, you know what are the things that you can do to overcome those hurdles because it might seem like it's all very well planned out and you might just find that you know I can't think of what's in it I think that does happen to a lot of people that they'll go into it with kind of a very strong idea or just an open mind and wanting to see what happens and then they'll run up against either writer's block or just things not going as they thought they would or their initial idea turning out to not be what they want to write um, one of the roles of the municipal liaisons there to a degree is to try and find encouragement for people in those circumstances to try and ask them about the kind of things that they were thinking of looking at writing what it is that's gone wrong why they might want to look at writing something else what they might want to write and we try and provide that sort of encouragement and sometimes it's just in the forms of if you know you want to get from a to b b to c etc and a to b isn't working start at b and go from there because it might be that that's a better starting point and it's just trying to provide positivity because a lot of people who take part in this a lot of them it's the first time that they've actually written anything of any length or the first time they've written for a long time or they're coming into it nervous because the times they've tried before it hasn't worked and one of the roles of the municipal liaison there I think is to try and give them the encouragement give them the space to actually work on that so we're, we're kind of a little bit of cheerleaders for the Cambridge region as much as we are kind of the people organising things um, but yeah we do get sometimes people who are very much hitting a blank luckily the Cambridge um, community for NaNoWriMo is very very encouraging even before I was um, doing the municipal liaison part I very much found that people within Cambridge if you run into a problem with what you're writing either on the forums, on the Facebook group, or in person at the write-ins will be very, very encouraging, very much um, give ideas out, give advice, listen to what you're saying is wrong, um, sympathise, try and help if help is what you're looking for, try and listen if you just want to vent about things. And I think it was very well described by someone as being a community of introverts that we're all very focused on what we're doing but we're also all very willing to help out if we can when people are running into problems with their writing and it's a very good community to bounce ideas off you can say something and that might spark an idea with someone else and there's very little negativity from people that I've seen in terms of people trying to take part in this because it's always going to be someone's first year, basically. And there is a very strong online presence if people can't access the in-person meetups for whatever mm. reason. Yes, um, we have a very active uh, Facebook group. We 
um, have a forum on the NaNoWriMo site. There's also a chat room that we run, which um, there'll almost always be someone from um, the local area in there to talk to, to share encouragement with. There's also someone had set up a thing called CamBot, which is basically a robot that lives in a chat room that will organize word wars, that will give you little fortune cookie ideas and things like that, um, which is always on there whenever you go in. So if it's two o'clock in the morning and you really just want to sprint to get another 700 words done, you can go into the forums, into the chat room, you can ask CamBot to do a word war and then you can just write like fury for the next 20 minutes and see how much you get and i don't know we're trying to provide every way we can of giving people a way to be creative an excuse to be creative in some ways and that's kind of what i view it as for myself is it's my excuse to spend the whole of november writing and is this structure replicated in NaNoWriMo everywhere for everyone internationally um i'd say some parts are some parts aren't. It's kind of left very much up to the municipal liaisons to organise as they see fit. And some regions, especially some very broad regions, organise it quite loosely. They'll have a bit of an online presence. They'll run a kickoff and a few write-ins and things like that, but a little bit leave people to their own devices. Cambridge, I think partly because it's a little bit smaller region partly because of some of the people who've been involved has always been a lot more active in that way so we organize within november a lot of events a lot of social events a lot of writings but also outside of NaNoWriMo itself we keep those going so we have a monthly um, write-in that happens in the first saturday of every month throughout the year we have social events that happen um, a couple of times a month throughout the year and we'll also organize things like additional writings for if people are doing other writing events so something else that um, the people who run NaNoWriMo do is they do something called Camp NaNoWriMo that takes place over the summer which is for people who couldn't really make it to the November one because of world commitments but still want to do the novel writing challenge and we'll try and run events and things for that so that people who want to take part in there can still have the enthusiasm and the support that they need. Is this the Nano Edmo as well? Um, there is. I'm trying to remember the details of it, but they do kind of organise events for people who are trying to edit up what they've actually written into some kind of much more coherent form. And that will be in some ways a lot looser. The things outside of... Um, NaNoWriMo itself I think encourage rebellion a little bit more or encourage <laughs> you setting your own rules a little bit more but it will be the same time structured um, challenge to get a certain amount of creativity or a certain amount of your writing work done in that time um, there was also Script Frenzy which is the same thing with screenplays and plays, I do not recall if that one's still running, I feel like that one might have um sunset but i'd have to actually check on that are there any cases of um, people producing something in nanowrimo that has gone on to be published as a you know a regular you know a, you know, a real yeah. novel in the real world yeah there, there actually are um obviously some people um, just want to set out for the adventure just want to see 
can I do it? But there's also a lot of people who have more professional aspirations with their writing and are using this as an opportunity to get a first draft out there. And um, a lot of the people who've done that have gone on to use what they've created in that as the basis for things that have ended up publishing. I think there can be a little bit of stigma against NaNoWriMo in the publishing world because I'm sure at points in November various slush piles get fill up, filled up with uh, 50,000 words someone wrote in November <laughs> which have to be quite quickly flipped past but there have been quite a few um, that have been professionally published from that and um, ones that would be uh, internationally famous to some degree um, Water for Elephants by Sarah Gruen was originally her uh, NaNoWriMo and I think was made into a film a couple of years ago with um, Robert Patterson. Um, the Night Circus by Erin Morgenstern, um, which I think was a bestseller, started off as a NaNoWriMo. I'm not sure if it was the whole of it, but at least part of Wall by Hugh Howey was something he wrote as his um, NaNoWriMo. Then there's also, and unfortunately I don't remember the name of the writer of it, but there was a young adult novel called The Forest of Hands and Teeth that did very well which I think started off as something someone was writing in November. Um, within Cambridge, we've actually had a few people who've taken part in it who've gone on to be published and to a degree of success. Um, the two I can think of, um, Belt Three by a writer called John Ayliff, um, went on to be published with something he started off as a NaNoWriMo project. And um, Anne Lyle uh, went on to publish um, The Alchemist of Souls, based on her NaNoWriMo, which was the start of a series of books that she wrote after that. What happens if you really like the idea of doing NaNo, and this happened to me many years ago, and I kept trying, mm -hmm. and I just kept failing. I mean, life gets in the way sometimes, and you just don't have the time to finish it, or you just lose motivation during the time. Well, you know, what do you think are the things that uh, should be considered when you're kind of thinking about, you know, keeping going or even engaging with it for the first time if it is I mean it is quite a tough challenge I think, I think the first time I did that I thought 50,000 words yeah I can do that and then it became really tough very quickly well there's a couple of things I always think about in relation to it the first one is and it sounds like the start of a bad joke but how do you eat an elephant a bite at a time don't think of it as writing 50,000 words think of it as writing about 2,000 words a day and you can write 2,000 words a day most of us have in some form especially if you're creatively minded you've probably sat down and written that much at some point and so it's a question of breaking down the huge impossible task into a series of possible tasks but if you're doing that and you're not getting somewhere if you're not getting as far as you want then another thing I always think about it is that while the prize for winning National no Novel Writing Month is a novel, the runner-up prize is part of a novel. So <laughs> if you write 20,000 words and then you stall out and you can't go any further, that's 20,000 words you wouldn't have written otherwise. And you can go back to that. You can see what worked. You can see what didn't. You can see why it worked. You can see why it didn't. There's a um, quote from Samuel Beckett that I always liked, which is... Ever tried? Ever failed? No matter. Try again. Fail again. Fail better. 
and that's always just I think that's all all we're really doing we're always just trying to fail a bit better each time and as long as you get through it you produce something in that time and it's something that you wouldn't have done otherwise and if you get to the end if you win that's wonderful that's brilliant that's something you've done that you can keep that you can do whatever you want with if you don't get through it you've made the attempt you've done more than you would have if you hadn't taken a shot at that um, and it there's nothing to stop you coming back to it next year we've had people who've tried for a first time and life's got in the way or things haven't worked out or the idea wasn't the right idea or they weren't in the right place to write that idea at that point who've come back a year later and tried again and they've learned from what happened and they've gone on to win and I think it is possible to be despondent from those things but one of the things we very much try and do as a community and I'm saying especially in Cambridge because it's the area I'm most familiar with is that there are people all around you trying to do the same thing and they want you to succeed and they're being encouraging and if and if you get there that's wonderful and if something happens if the world doesn't go your way then they'll be incredibly supportive this is a really good group of writers in terms of people to get around people when they're having problems to help them with that or to help them come to terms with not being able to get to do what they were hoping to do that month so do you have a particular writing habit that you get into when you're doing nano in terms of what hours of the day you write or where you write or what you use to write on um well i have about the worst time writing in the world so i tend to stay away from writing things down by hand even for the planning phase um so i even plot onto computer but once it gets to november itself um it's really for me a matter of just finding the routine that works i tend to write better in the evenings i tend to write better if i can keep distractions to a moderate minimum and also i tend to write better not at my own desk which is rather strange but one of the things i like most of all about doing um things like the write-ins is that it gives me an excuse to go somewhere and have nothing to do but be creative for that time so even before i was um, the one of the municipal liaisons for the area i tended to attend most of the write-ins because it meant for these next four hours you have nothing to do but sit down and be creative and work on the assignment that you've set yourself for this month um trying to think other than that if there's anything that's my particular style of it i try throughout the month to get as much done as quickly as i can so kind of i'll often start off strong so like when there's a tradition i've got into that exactly at midnight on november the 1st i'll start writing and i'll try and get at least 2000 words done before going to bed so that way i kind of cheat an extra day out of it because <laughs> i get that and then i get the next day i've also started to fall into a pattern of taking the first of november off work so that i can just push ahead as far as i can and get past the doldrums of trying to work out what this novel is trying to work out how it works and into a rhythm 
Um, and the other thing that I find very helpful is to forgive yourself for the days where you don't get anything written, because those are going to happen. The world is an imperfect place, and sometimes you will run across a situation. Your car breaks down, something happens at home, the world doesn't work out the way you wanted it to, and you didn't do your 2000 that day, didn't do your 1600 that day, whatever target you've set for yourself. But the more you've done ahead of that to get ahead of the curve, the more you can build in space to forgive yourself for those little bits. It's also, I think, a month that it's good to be kind to yourself and those around you because it can be a very stressful time, not just for you as a writer, but for the people who are living with you while you're writing it. One thing we've started to include in the goodie bags is a letter of apology to spouses, parents, <laughs> those people like that who are going to be around this person who for the next month is going to be incredibly irritable, who's going to have to devote all of their attention to this project that they just really need to work on. And it's basically preemptively saying, we're sorry for the times where they were meant to do the dishes and they didn't, or they ask you to turn the TV down, or they suddenly leave the house for the entire evening, or that kind of thing. <laughs> um, but that basically just means you need to buy the people around you really good Christmas presents once it's all finished. <laughs> is, this, is the stress of you know, trying to get Nano done um, alleviated by the fact that you know that lots of other people are going through this as well with you during this month. So it's not like you're on your own writing, you're mm. you're producing something, but you know there are lots of other people taking part as well. Very much so. I, th I think the fact that it's a communal experience can certainly help. Um, and the fact that an awful lot of what gets talked about in the chat room on Facebook and places like that isn't necessarily the writing out aspect of it in terms of people saying I'm writing this, I'm writing this. It's more about um, the experience that you're sharing, which is the experience of trying to do this thing. And we've had an awful lot of things happen, like people just on the forums organise impromptu write-ins on days where things aren't happening, where it will be like, I'm going to be in this cafe at this time, if anyone wants to come along, and they'll just sit down and write together for that mm -hmm. time. We've, I've seen several people form impromptu lifelong friendships over <laughs> sitting down and just writing together in the same place at the same time. Um, and so we do try and, uh, and I think nationally and internationally, they do try and make sure that if you're taking part in this, you're part of a community that's taking part in it um, and you're not alone. Because I think as a writer, you can feel very much alone. You've got a blank page, you've got no one around you who knows what you're doing, and it's just you and the words. What we're trying to make sure is when no one can write your novel for you, but they can be there for you to help if you need it. Yeah, sometimes that support is so important as well, particularly if you do drop behind the curve. If you update your word count every day on the site, mm. it's got a chart where it shows you, like if you did exactly 1,666.6 words a day, mm. you would be on target. And if you drop behind, it can get quite demoralising and having those people around you mm. to say, actually, just do an extra 100 today, an extra 100 tomorrow, and you can mm. kind of get back on track. It's so, yeah. it, it helps so much to have other people who 
who encourage you but who also don't think that what you're doing is just completely off the wall and, and they can celebrate with you like i've been there uh, loads of points where someone at a write-in has hit their fifty thousand, or reached the end of their novel or hit a milestone they didn't think they were going to hit and just the level of support and joy that come f comes from people can be really nice i did a thing last year actually where for the last week of NaNoWriMo I said if you're at a writing and you hit your 50,000 during that um, writing I'll buy you a coffee or the hot drink <laughs> of your choice and there were an awful lot of people I know one in particular who wrote 49,999 words <laughs> so he could come to a writing type one more word and ask for his coffee <laughs> Globally, NaNoWriMo is pretty big. I think there's like tens of thousands of people every year who do yes. it. And there's a lot of online infrastructure in the website, the forums, that kind of thing, and the local infrastructure, the DMLs. Mm. Um, how does it keep going um, year after year? Um, well, there is, at a local level, there's a degree of encouragement to try and raise funds for NaNoWriMo itself during the year. Um, the group who run it are called the Office of Letters and Light, and they're a non-profit organisation. They basically exist for the purpose of running NaNoWriMo and associated events. And they even, I think they have like a, a lot of volunteers, but also a few paid staff who kind of are doing things year round for it. So they encourage us as MLs to try and do activities to raise funds. The first year I was a um, municipal liaison. This is something that will only be a shocking effect if people know what I look like, but I raffled off the shaving of my beard for <laughs> NaNoWriMo, and at this point I'd had a beard for over 10 years, and people I'd known ever since I'd moved to Cambridge had never seen me without it, so I said, right, if we can raise more than I think it was $900 for um, NaNoWriMo from the Cambridge region, then I'll turn up to the, uh, thank God it's over party, clean shaven. We did it. I turned up clean shaven. Um, my co-municipal liaison at the time walked into the room, saw me and screamed. So that's <laughs> the level of shock it was. But they, they try and kind of keep it fun, but also make sure that money's being raised. So this is something that can be done in future years. One of the ways that they do that as kind of a larger organisation is um, the Office of Letters and Light is based in San Francisco, which is where the first um, NaNoWriMo events took place back in 1999 and where the people who ran it still live. And so they do a large scale annual event called the Night of Writing Dangerously. Um, this is basically a huge event in San Francisco which happens every year. It's a bit of a movable feast. It happens on one of the weekends, but it's a huge ticketed event, food and prizes and fun where they're trying to push people to write. I think tickets for it are something like, you have to make a donation of something like 250 or 300 pounds and it's you are guaranteed a ticket to it if you're, I think, in the first 300 people to donate at that level. Um, but it's an incredible event that they organise every year to try and raise this amount of funds. 
it's also a trademarked term so local regions aren't allowed to have local events called the Night of Writing Dangerously. On an absolutely unrelated matter, <laughs> on the last weekend of November, we'll be running a massive 12-hour write-in from 9pm to at night to 9am the next morning. Um, venue and name are to be confirmed, but they're probably going to be at the make space in Cambridge and we're going to try and incorporate a fundraising element to that and details for that will be on our forums or on our Facebook. I think this year in terms of the there's always a nice element of ritual hum humiliation for the MLs to raise money and I think this year um, Scott who's one of the other MLs is going to bleach his hair if we raise above a certain amount and if we raise above an even higher amount then he'll put a poll up so people can vote on what colour he dyes it <laughs> <laughs> the, the actual um, taking part of NaNoWriMo itself is completely free if you want to sign up and, and just do it yep, absolutely and there's no charge to taking part um, it's free to sign up on the forums it's free to come along to any of the events and you get a goodie bag that has nice things in it um, donations to things like that all of the money goes straight to the um, international organisation, none of us is giving off a tar or anything <laughs> like that um, but yeah anyone who wants to take part feel free to register for it, there's no charge or anything like that, the only money you'd have to spend is probably on drinking coffee when you're at one of the writings that kind of thing so it's one of the cheapest nights out in Cambridge basically yeah we'll put all the details of I think everything to do with what's it about how you sign up etc on our website so do check that out and you can provide all the information about how you get involved in NaNoWriMo itself and Ian and I will both be doing NaNoWriMo this year so you can follow our exploits online as well um, if you want help and encouragement or just to see what on earth we're doing mm -hmm. what our word counts are i'll be tweeting about what i'm up to this time yeah absolutely and what i would say is if you're trying it out and you run into any trouble at all the cambridge group are so friendly they're so welcoming to newcomers and so if you run into anything you have questions about if you run into a situation where you're suddenly 10,000 words behind and starting to panic there are people there who can help and there are people who want to welcome you into the community if there was one piece of advice i could give people who are thinking of doing it it would be for goodness sake back up your novel <laughs> because yes. as a cautionary tale the last time i did nanowrimo which was two or three years ago now i wrote around eight or nine thousand words on my alpha smart and if you've never seen an alpha smart if you imagine a 1970s sci-fi TV show, if you had an alpha smart on there, it would be this amazing futuristic piece of kit, which now looks like it, uh, it, it is something from a 1970s sci-fi show. Um, but it was an incredibly wonderful, lightweight, basically glorified keyboard with a PDA screen attached to it that I used to carry around with me. And... Uh, could only back up to SD cards because it wouldn't communicate with modern computers because it was only about 10 years old and I did lose in an SD card related incident the first eight or nine thousand mm. words of my novel and I still managed to finish <laughs> that year. I had to rewrite 
from scratch the first few thousand. I would have preferred not to. So yeah, back up your novel, everyone. I had a similar experience the very first year I did it. This was back in 2004 when I was writing both at home and in breaks Mm -hmm. at work and saving at home onto a hard drive and at work onto magnetic floppy disks. And one of them containing about 2,000 words more than I had at home spectacularly (laughs) demagnetised. I had a very long dark night of soul until I was somehow able to recover it using odd bits of technology. But for it, it, I managed to recover it three days later, at which point I'd already rewritten that amount of words. <laughs> and I'll be honest, the amount I rewrote worked better than I did it the first time. But had I lost it forever, those 2,000 words would have been perfect. It would have been the best thing I'd ever written. <laughs> it's always that way. If, if you've got a novel that's been rattling around in your head for ages and you've never just had the time to write it down, NaNoWriMo is the perfect time to do it. And at the same time, if you've got absolutely no clue what you would be writing, but you just fancy giving it a go, just boot your laptop up on November the 1st and just start typing the first story idea that comes into your head. You can do it in any way that you want. Yeah. And for not quite a cheat, but the thing I will say is if you write 20,000 words of something and it doesn't work, you only have to write 30,000 words of something else and you still technically win. Mm-hmm. Abortive attempts still count towards your total. <laughs> Sadly, not everything else counts. Work emails don't count towards your total, but <laughs> if you're sitting and you're trying to write a novel during that time, it counts. So thank you so much, Ian, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. This was a real pleasure. And if people want to sign up to NaNoWriMo, where do they go? Um, the best place to sign up and the place you'll have to sign up to get it all officially recorded is um, nanorimo.org and we'll put the link for that in the show notes for this along with the link to um, the Cambridge Rimos Facebook group which is one of the places where you can find us talking about things both during November and throughout the year we try and keep things going after that as well. Uh, once again thank you Ian for joining us and telling us everything that we'd ever want to know about NaNoWriMo and also hopefully encouraging some of the people who are listening to give it a go as well. Absolutely. If you're listening and you've even thought about it, do take part. It's incredible fun. I wouldn't have been doing this since 2004 if it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to be doing a few more podcasts during November as well that are kind of loosely on the theme of writing, editing, that kind of thing, Um, talking to some writers and talking about how people write and uh, you know how, how they got into doing it, what their writing habits are. So we're going to be trying to encourage people to get involved all through the month. Yeah, so if you're not writing your 50,000 words, you should be listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with that, uh, yeah, I think we should sign off. But we'll see you again very soon with more episodes of Cakes and Ale. Realistically, more episodes of Time for Cherry Pie and Coffee about Twin Peaks and more episodes of Italia about The Prisoner. Follow the podcast in all the usual places. You can visit our website, timeforcakesandale.com. You can visit our Facebook page, Time for Cakes and Ale. Or you can follow and chat to us on Twitter at TFCAA. But for now, signing off. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.